Welcome back to Considerations from the Capitol from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell, as always, joined by Father Larry Swink. Good morning, Father. Hey, good morning, everybody. Today's the memorial of St. John Bosco. And I'll read, I, uh, Father will reflect on, today, on, on the good saint, and we'll read the gospel from St. Mark. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his native place, and among his own kin, and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deed there, apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Father. Okay. Well, folks, today we uh, celebrate uh, the Feast of St. John Bosco, also known as Don Bosco. And, uh, you know, he did work mighty works in his uh, time, especially with the youth. And uh, he was kind of uh, not accepted uh, in his own diocese where he did all these amazing things. And as our Lord was not accepted in his own town, but nonetheless, he continued to persevere in saving these young men from a life of crime and desperation. Uh, this is in the the wake of the industrial revolution and in this particular town, which I've been to, and I've been to where he's buried, which is a beautiful spot. Uh, you know, it was a lot of people, there was a lot of poverty and, you know, mom and dad had to work and to put, you know, food on the table, pay the bills. And there's a lot of, and that being said, there wasn't anyone watching the kids. So they would just roam the streets. And a lot of them went up in sort of like what we would call now juvenile uh, detention centers, you know, and sort of former prison. And uh, so Don Bosco made it uh, a point uh, he, to help these boys to learn how to work, to pray, and to essentially become holy. And his spiritual life is is based upon, consisted of four things, and I'd like to discuss them briefly with you. And uh, that's kind of an interesting philosophy here, but he says, in order to uh, live a good holy life, one has to first have a clear conscience, number two, moderation in eating, two, three, live an act of life, and four, surround yourself with good companions. So let's kind of talk about those four things and how you apply them to these young people. And the first is to have a clear conscience. A great saying that uh, he had, and he would tell the boys, was act today in such a way that you need not blush tomorrow. And um, and he used to tell his younger uh, seminarians who followed him and when they were teaching the boys uh, to remember that good confessions and good communions are the first steps to sound education. Uh, that should be sort of uh, uh, echoed in Catholic schools today. And uh, he he said that there are two things the devil is definitely afraid of, um, fervent communions and frequent visits to the Blessed Sacrament. And so, you know, a lot of times when you see pictures of Don Bosco, you'll usually see a young boy whispering in his ear, which he's going to confession, a lot of others waiting in a long line or surrounding around him, not too close in order to not overhear what is being said in that sacred sacrament. And he used to spend hours uh, forming these boys' consciences and help them to uh, choose wisely the life of grace. Uh, he also, you know, he had the great saying, do you want many graces? Visit him, namely Jesus, often. Do you want 
him to grant you only a few visit him seldom. Do you want the devil to attack you? Rarely visit the blessed sacrament. Um, and uh, and he used to say, we do not go to Holy Communion because we're good. We go to, to become good. <laughs> That's great. And he also had a great line. Uh, he said, there's no such thing as a bad boy. There's just uh, um, a boy doing bad things in need of a good confession. <laughs> I like that. You know, he just, he always thought the, the best. Uh, he always see the good in these young men. And he was able to pull the goodness out of them. Because remember, we are intrinsically good uh, and not intrinsically bad. Um, secondly, moderation eating. He taught the boys self-control. You know, one of their struggles was controlling themselves, you know, with their speech, with their actions, with their uh, habits. And uh, as, you know, most of us, you know, maybe probably experience a little bit of this, you know, or maybe still do a bit uh, in terms of, you know, self-control in certain areas of our life. And um, it takes it takes uh, you know, practice. Virtue takes practice and also grace. And uh, but the one way that he would he would establish this discipline was at the table, and he would uh, tell them to be disciplined in how much they eat and when they eat and so forth. And he, he used to teach him if you can do that, you can control a lot of other areas of your life. Um, and it, it, a lot of the saints have have, have echoed this uh, statement. Um, I think Saint Jose Maria used to say that never leave the table without making one small sacrifice, huh? just a small one. And it, uh, it actually, to be honest, it's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, I mean, it could be something as small as no hot sauce, or as small as no salt on the food, or or drinking a glass of water instead of you know iced tea. Uh, they they might not be big, but at the time they seem monumental, but they pay off. Uh, thirdly, live an active life. He said, keep them busy. He used to say, run, jump, shout, but do not sin. And um, and he said, he came up with, uh, you know, this saying that's been used by other saints. The principal trap that the devil sets for young people is idleness. Hmm? Um, you know, so he used to, you know, try to keep them active. And he, he started um, technical schools where they would learn a trade. And a lot of these young men ended up being starting their own businesses. And it was just amazing watching these kids heading for jail, working and, and establishing their own companies. Uh, many of them, you know, ended up being become priests. And, and we all know this is that we do become who we hang out with. And, um, but it is true. Like we need to surround ourselves with good people, whether we're young or old. And finally, um, he said, surround yourself with good friends. You know, uh, in order to not be idle, you got to have thing, people to do things with. And uh, but you have to also, you know, he noticed that a lot of times the the boys when they would be drawn away is because they started hanging out with their old hoodlum friends. And he used to say, "Fly from bad companions as from the bite of a poisonous snake." Um, and uh, and it's true. We have to we have to choose wisely who we open up our hearts to, who we uh, spend a lot of time with, because. Uh, relationships tend to mold us. Uh, it's just how what we become. We become who we hang out with. It's just a fact of life. And um, if we hang around with people that are virtuous, we too will find ourselves being drawn in that area, in that direction also. So things to think about, you know, dealing with the young, but also in our own lives. You know, we can look at these four principles or these philosophies. It's funny, I was talking with a friend yesterday about um, uh, he found a, an article on psychological well-being, uh, you know, what are the five areas? And I was, I was sitting there thinking, and I think the first area was good sleep. The second area was exercise. The third area was a good diet. The fourth area was um, meaningful work. And the fifth area is spirituality in order for a person to pull out of depression. 
And it was very interesting. I mean, it's almost exactly what, what uh, Don Bosco did. You know, I mean, we're talking about four of these things, but some of these you could kind of, you know, expand to be five, you know. Um, oh, I'm sorry. There was, um, I think I left one out. It's, let me do it again. So the first area, let's just start with religion, spiritual life, exercise, sleep, meaningful work, and good social life. Okay. So it's, it's very, very close to what Don Bosco, uh, even though he wasn't a psychologist, he understand the minds and hearts of young people. So. Don Bosco, pray for us.